0: I want winners I want people that want to win you play to win the game you don't play to just play it you got to put your money where your mouth is Pete it's not gambling advice it's time welcome to not gambling advice sponsored by prize picks use code just baseball or code just gridiron when you download for a full deposit match it's officially the playoffs but we also have nfl week five picks that is available that episode is already out so you can definitely go check that out the episode before this but this is the baseball episode i have Two picks for you, as well as two of my favorite player props to play on prize picks. We have some juggernaut-type games today. This is where the going gets tough and the tough get going. We finished the MLB regular season with a 220-179 and record, winning at a 55.1% rate, which was good for 41.89 units in the green. It was a fantastic regular season, but the playoffs are a different beast. Last postseason, I ended up around two units. The postseason is much harder to handicap as the numbers don't always come into play. You're getting my best shot here. But remember, the more data I get in the playoffs, the more I'm able to watch, I'll be able to give you better picks. So remember, use this as a research tool. Obviously, it's not gambling advice, but... These are, in hindsight, shots in the dark. But any picks that you're going to get from anyone are that way. We can only use stats from the regular season. We haven't seen how these two teams perform in the playoffs this year. But this is what I got for you. The first game: Tampa Bay Rays versus Cleveland Guardians at 12:07 p.m. Eastern. Shane McClanahan, lefty for the Rays, who went 12 and 8 this year with a 2.54 ERA and a 093 WHIP, taking on Shane Bieber, a righty for the Guardians, who's 13 and 8, 2.88 ERA and a 1.04 WHIP. The battle of the Shanes will take place in Cleveland. Progressive field in Game One, and what should be an electric series of fantastic pitching performances. We have a great one here, as one of the as one of the best left-handed pitchers in the game takes on the 2020 AL Cy Award winner, who had a very underrated year for Cleveland. Home field advantage is key in this matchup. The Guardians play well in Cleveland and on the road, sporting a 46 and 35 record both home and away. The Rays, though, completely different. They dominate teams at Tropicana Field, but have had a tough go of it on the road. They are just 35-46 and on the road this season. While that might not seem incredibly important in a game like this, it's undeniable that Cleveland has a small edge here, and in the playoffs, home field advantage matters. Shane McClanahan will get the ball for the Rays, who's had a tale of two stories this season. In the first half, he looked like the best pitcher alive, and he was running away with the American League Cy Young. He looked unhittable in the first half, especially in May and June, putting up an ERA below two in both of those months. The All-Star game hit, where he allowed four hits and two earned runs. And then it started to fall back down to earth for the young left-hander. His second start after the All-Star break was against the Guardians. He got smashed to the tune of five earned runs over four and a third innings. Will he get hit around like that again? You'd assume not, but it does do something to both sides. A bad start like that gives Cleveland confidence that they can hit him. That dark feeling then sits in the back of McClanahan's brain. The Guardians could pounce on him in an instant. For a young pitcher like McClanahan, who's made Game One starts, who's making a Game One start in a hostile environment, that's not a pitcher I want to back. The Guardians' season struggles are documented against lefties. They put up the third worst OPS as a team this season. This lineup, though, has changed, with Steven Kwan now in the leadoff spot. They have a 91 WRC-plus against lefties at home since August 1st, which is 9% below average. It is not a great offense against lefties, but it's a confident one that will be prepared by manager Terry Francona, the best in the game. Shane Bieber will get the ball for Cleveland, who has now faced the Rays on two separate occasions. In his first start in Tampa, he was dominant, throwing seven innings while only allowing one and run. That was on July 29th, though, and on September 27th, Just a week ago, or two weeks ago, they threw six innings and allowed four earned runs. Not ideal. But the game was lost by the Guardians in extra innings, not on the backs of the starters. The Rays' offense against righties on the road is on par with the Guardians at home against lefties. They have a 92 WRC plus since August 1st, the Rays do, but they have been putrid since September 1st. The Rays have a 71 WRC plus against righties on the road, ranking 25th in baseball during that span. The bullpen advantage, extremely close. The Guardians finish with the 5th best ERA and FIP, and the Rays rank 7th in ERA and 15th in FIP. So the Guardians have the edge here, but both teams have such awesome bullpens, so the overall numbers aren't really important to me. When it gets to the later innings, these two teams have stables of horses back there that you don't want to mess with. This will be a close game, and I cannot wait to watch it. I do lean on Bieber's experience, while McClanahan's second-half shakiness gives me pause. Considering the Rays as a team... Are at their worst when they're on the road. Give me the home team in Game One. The pick: Cleveland Guardians money line minus 110. That is 1.1 units to win one unit. Second game: Philadelphia Phillies for St. Louis Cardinals at 2:07 p.m. Eastern. It's Zach Wheeler riding for the Phillies, who's 12 and 7 with a 2.82 ERA and a 104 WHIP, taking on Jose Quintana, lefty for the Cardinals, who's 6 and 7 with a 2.93 ERA and a 1.21 WHIP. I may be talking about this a lot, but what a series we have here. The Phillies have their ace taking the bump against the Cardinals' ace? Is Jose Quintana really the guy they want to start Game 1? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Since Cantana was traded to the Cardinals, it's challenging to find a better left-handed starter in the game. He's been the best pitcher on the Cardinals during that span, rocking a 2.01 ERA and a 2.61 FIP over 62 and two-thirds innings. He hasn't been—he hasn't been striking out as many hitters, 20.6% rate to 19.4%, as the same rate in Pittsburgh. But his command has gotten better, 7.2% walk rate down to 6.5. The Phillies have been an incredibly potent offense against left-handed pitching this year. As a team, they rank fourth in baseball in OPS against southpaws. However, their home road splits are fascinating. The Phillies have had issues on the road this year winning games. They are the only team in the playoffs, or not the only team, but they're one of the only teams in the playoffs with a road record under 500, finishing 40 and 41. At Citizens Bank Park, the Phillies have been fantastic, rocking a 47 and 34 record. Against lefties at home this season, the Phillies' offense ranks 18th in WRC Plus at 105. Hmm. On the road, where they haven't been winning games, they have the number one WRC Plus against Southpaw's. They have the number one OPS on the road against lefties as well, slashing 285, 359, 449 with an 808 OPS. They're one of two teams with an 800 OPS or above against lefties on the road, followed closely by the Braves. While Jose Quintana has been fantastic for the Cardinals, it makes sense that he may be hit around a bit today. The Phillies can be prone to strikeouts, but if you're consistently in the zone against them. Without wipeout stuff, they can do major damage. He pitched once against them this season when he was on the Pirates. He threw five and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball, but the game ended four to two in extra innings. I have a hard time believing he delivers a shutout performance in this one on the second go-around. The Cardinals have a solid bullpen behind him, but it's not one of the best in the game. They have a 3.61 bullpen ERA this season, ranking 11th in baseball. By FIP, they rank 17th at 3.91. They have very talented arms in the back end, led by Giovanni Gallegos and Ryan Helsley, but the middle is where the problems arise. If they can get seven innings from Quintana and then go straight to those two, it's a done deal. But this is playoff baseball. That ain't happening. While the Cardinals may have slight issues on the mound, I'm fully expecting this offense to show up. However, it would not be shocking to see Wheeler pitch well in the early goings. He's dominated the Cardinals this season, throwing 14 innings while not allowing a run. This Cardinals offense does get a leg up at home, and while they are better against lefties, they hold the ninth best WRC Plus against righties at home. They're just such a good offense at home. If the Phillies were at home, I'd be left confident in the Cardinals in this spot. The Cardinals are one of six teams in the playoffs with at least 53 wins at home this year, rocking a 53-28 record. The Cardinals are also 40-41 and 41 on the road. That's why I talked about their road stuff, but something about being at Bush Stadium behind those fans makes them extremely challenging to beat. Following Wheeler will be a less than ideal bullpen. Besides defense, which will come into play, the bullpen is the kryptonite for Philadelphia. While it has improved, it still doesn't rank highly with most of the playoff teams. As a bullpen, they ranked 23rd in ERA and 11th in FIP. A wide discrepancy there, but it makes sense when you consider how troubling the defense is. FIP is fielding independent pitching. That takes out the defense. But in a game like this, you can't take out the defense because the Phillies defense is terrible. So that 23rd rank in ERA makes a lot of sense here. This article was supposed to be, and this podcast was supposed to be at the, about the Cardinals on the money line. If you heard us on the Just Baseball show, we all came to the conclusion that the Cardinals would win this game. But I have to be honest, the more I did my research, the more I'm talking to you right now, the more I think the Phillies have a real shot in this one. I do think the Cardinals will win, but not enough to bet it. I think it's going to be really close. I could totally see the Phillies winning here. The only real conclusion that I have, and that I feel confident in, is the over. I don't have full faith in Quintana but I also don't have much faith in the Phillies' defense and bullpen late in the game. This will be a dogfight. I'm going with the over. The pick, Phillies versus Cardinals, over 6.5. That's minus 120, 1.2 units to win one unit. Let's get into my favorite player props of the day. The first one is in this Phillies game, and the next one is in the Guardians and Rays game. The first one, Reese Hoskins, over 6 fantasy score. If you want a righty in the Phillies lineup that does well against lefties, Reese Hoskins is your guy. First off, there are a couple of pitches that Reese Hoskins hits very well. First, he has a 945 OPS against lefties this year. He hits a four seamer very well, a slider very well, sinkers, and change ups. That's a lot of what you're going to get from Jose Quintana. I like Reese Hoskins a lot. He doesn't have, you know, really bad home road splits. He's he's basically good wherever he is, and especially against lefties. I mean, he does. He has he has been struggling on the road this season. He has a 7.06 OPS, but I feel like that kind of goes to the middle when he has a 9.45 OPS against lefties. Overall, this is a good matchup for a guy like Reese Hoskins. I'm going to take his over-six fantasy score, and I'm going to pair it with Ahmed Rosario over run and RBI. It's going to be close against a guy like Shane McClanahan. But if you're looking for a guy in the Guardians lineup that can hit lefties, Ahmed Rosario is your guy. Also, if we're talking about home-road splits... Ahmed Rosario has hit 300 at home this year with a 745 OPS. And what McClanahan is going to do, he's going to throw you a lot of four seamers and a lot of changeups, especially to righties. He also has a slider and he has that curveball, which Ahmed Rosario does not hit the curveball very well. That could be his kryptonite. But if we're talking about four seamers, we're talking about changeups. That's what Ahmed Rosario hits very well. I think he'll be a cog. He's going to be at the top of the lineup. And I think he gives us a run or an RBI. That'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Make sure to use code JUSTBASEBALL or code JUSTGRIDIRON if, in order to play this. I've been giving you guys free content all season long. If you could use that code, it is a huge help. Just want to be as transparent as possible. Using that code, putting a few dollars in, they give you a full instant deposit match. Might as well use some free money to play along with us. And it helps us give you content for free all postseason long. I am a incredibly excited to watch these games i love these picks i love the prize picks player props let's have a day people but we have to remember that none of this was gambling advice